is Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. Welcome to the Beyond Bitcoin Show. Today is February the 1st, 2020. Strong hand. Unconfiscatable Bitcoin is the next Bitcoin. Personal responsibility is the new counterculture deferral of gratification. Conviction. Golden age. Relentless. Strive for greatness. All right, guys. Check out all the links below. This is the Beyond Bitcoin show. You can ask questions that go way beyond Bitcoin, health, politics, philosophy, everything. You're here. But first of all, check out Twitter, TechBalt, T-E-C-H-B-A-L-T. That's me. Of course, check out DisruptMeister.com. Watch yesterday's This Week in Bitcoin show. Watch it right now. Stop watching this. Watch that. We had a a newbie on there. And I got to say... He told a great tax story that should scare you straight about uh, trading Bitcoin. You shouldn't be trading your Bitcoin. You should have that strong hand and hang on to that Bitcoin. So it was a a very good uh, This Week in Bitcoin. Hello, my elite friends. I see you out there, guys. Oh, this is going to be a fun one, right? Yeah. So it is February already. Amazing. We're in the second month of the 2020s, this golden age. And tomorrow is a Super Bowl. And it'll be 4.30 p.m. here in El Paso. Now, what will I be doing at 4.30 p.m. in El Paso tomorrow? Will I be stuffing my face? No. Adam Meister's in motion. I will be sprinting, baby. Uh, Tomorrow is my sprint day, actually. All of you know I run 20 miles every week. And then one day every week, I do interval training where I do 15 sprints, uh, some of the yard sprints in a row. And that works on a different part of your, your body than uh, running, than, than just running 20 miles. It's, it's, it's hardcore, baby. Uh, but yeah, and by the way, I think the Chiefs will win. If someone wants a prediction, not that I know much about this, but uh, Chiefs, is that, that's my prediction. They waited 50 years. What the heck? Uh, But yeah, so I'm in motion while everybody else will be uh, quite out of motion. So what will you be doing come Super Bowl time tomorrow? Will you be sprinting or or will you be be planted to a uh, couch? Think of it that way. Will you be learning or will you be drooling at the advertisements? We shall see. We shall see. It's your choice. And yeah, you can have fun. I know. I know. It's it's just one day. I'm, I'm just comparing, comparing and contrasting. All right, so so that's one big 80%er event in the next 24 hours. But in the next 48 hours, on Monday, we got the Iowa caucuses are on Monday. Oh, yeah, Iowa. <laughs> the way the system works in the United States, that little teeny states. And I got much respect for the people of Iowa. By the way, I'm speaking to their uh, at their blockchain club, Bitcoin event, whatever it is. Uh, it, it, I hopefully it'll be on this show. I'll be doing it, simulcasting it. Uh, no, I'll be doing it from LA, but they'll be watching it in Iowa. I think that's February 27th, but yeah, I got much love for the people in Iowa. It's not their fault (laughs) that people blow this ridiculous caucus out of proportion. Uh, but let's, let's briefly touch on that because people are talking about Bernie Sanders and how he's going to win it. And, uh, the one thing about Bernie Sanders, well, not the one thing, 
he he's about destruction, man. Destruction of the capitalist system. Uh, taking away people, nationalizing businesses, uh, taking away people's wealth. And I want to, I'm part of move. I'm not going to talk about, I'm going to talk about this on tomorrow's show also. Uh, but with Bitcoin, I'm about productivity. Okay. I love people doing productive things with Bitcoin building, not destroying. There are people in the Bitcoin space. They're like, Oh yeah, we have to destroy all the altcoins. We have to destroy uh, anyone that doesn't agree with us. We have to destroy the Fed. No, all those things can exist, and Bitcoin can exist too. Be positive. Produce. Don't focus your movement on destruction, okay? Compete. Don't complain. There we go. So I am not into movements uh, where their success depends on destroying others, uh, where that's their main goal. I mean, I'm about... Producing, production. All right. So we'll talk a little bit about that uh, more tomorrow. But there, there are a lot of people that, I mean, they, they blindly jump on this Bernie Sanders thing. I don't think they really realize what it is. It's, uh, uh, and maybe they do. Maybe they're, like, they're just so down. They're like, well, we have to just rip the whole system apart. We have to destroy what is here and take away from others instead of produce our own. Hey, you know, that's, that, that's, that's your prerogative there. Uh, I, I, I don't even if he becomes president, it's not going to destroy capitalism. Uh, all right, so but that's your mentality. I, I I'm not I'm not in agree. I just want to put that out there. I think people familiar with the show know that. I know I I strongly disagree with people who want to destroy, whether it be in Bitcoin or whether it be in politics. I I, I want people to produce. Hey, if you want to have a collective, if you want to have a communist collective, you can have that here in America. Go go ahead and do it. I'm not stopping you from having a communist collective. You could voluntarily get a bunch of your friends together, have a communist collective, and Bernie can be your leader, and you can all share and do all that stuff. But don't force me to share with you. <laughs> I mean, that's force. That's that's destruction. Pound that like button. So we, we shall see. Uh, you know how, how the Iowa thing turns. I I, I guess Bernie Sanders is going to win. Great. That's that's one one of them. Then on to New, and then he'll win New Hampshire also. Because he's from Vermont. That's next door to New Hampshire, for those of you not familiar. It really, it really doesn't matter. It's a, it's a big waste of time. The, the, the intriguing thing about the, the politics, though, is the media manipulation. And uh, I think I find that fascinating. Just, just such a huge role the mainstream media plays in uh, the people they want to win. I, I think, and, and how many people fall for it and really can't think for themselves. And then <laughs> the, the, while, while the mainstream media you know, tries to convince people of, to, to vote for their candidate, they're the ones screaming, it's Facebook's fault that Trump was elected. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's insane to believe that Facebook, I mean, do they even understand how Facebook operates? Because somebody bought some advertisements on Facebook uh, for Trump, and maybe they bought it for some Russians paid for some Facebook ads for Trump. That's why Trump won. Yeah. All right. Yeah, that, that that many people would change their mind based on Facebook ads. Well, and uh, all right, we'll, we'll get to that another day. So let's talk about Chabad, the Chabad movement in Judaism. Uh, they're they're Orthodox Jewish people who are very welcoming to not Orthodox Jewish people. And I go to their synagogue in 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 Baltimore, 
And I here in El Paso, I walk 5.7 miles to, <laughs> and then it's 12 miles round trip to get to the, the synagogue up there. And something I was thinking about the way that the Chabad runs its operation. Okay, now a lot of you don't exactly know this, but in uh, the Jewish people that you're mostly familiar with, the people watching this are, are guys who just look like me who are. They go to reform synagogues and conservative synagogues. And the way those reform synagogues and conservative synagogues operate, and, and they really reached their peak probably like in the 60s or 70s. I don't even know. Maybe the 80s. I don't know. But, but the way they work, the way they fund uh, their operation, and they, some of them have huge buildings, beautiful buildings. Uh, for You have to pay a, a membership fee. You pay a membership fee to, to attend these reform and conservative synagogues. And uh, and I think that, that includes your high holiday tickets or sometimes there's just a high holiday fee that you pay their fees, the fees involved. That's the way they fund the operation, okay? All right. And so these things, these conservative, especially the reform ones are falling apart. I mean, nowadays, I mean, who go? Why? I mean, if there is no, they basically, some of them don't even believe in God. It's like, I guess it's a way to, a place to hang out and you say some prayers. I mean, they're this too. Like uh, where they don't really believe in God, they just hang out, they sing songs, it's rock and roll, whatever. You know, the Judaism could do that; they do that too. And you got to you got to raise your funds somehow. I don't know how those those hippie churches do it, but uh, I'm telling you how the reform. But but so the reform, obviously, the reform and conservative synagogue reach out to secular Jews, not not Orthodox Jews with the beards and the hats and everything. Uh, the way they fund their operations is 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 people volunteering and stuff. But so Chabad, you got Chabad, which is run by Orthodox Jews, but wants everybody to come, wants everybody to come. So if you go to the Chabad in El Paso or where, in, in where I just was in Tucson or in Baltimore or Philadelphia or wherever, you're going to see Jewish people looking all sorts of different ways. Some of them are religious. Some of them are going to be looking like me. So how do they – the way Chabad funds their operation is totally volunteer. Totally – there's no membership. You're not a member. You just go. You just go. You go to the shul. That's it. You go to the shul, and if you feel like giving them money, you give them money. Now, in in the every the high, so now in Baltimore, the high holiday services for these reform and conservative ones, no people aren't showing up to them anymore because they have to pay. They're going to Chabad. Chabad gets seven hundred people at the freaking JCC and owns mills, and so. But at the same time, Chabad is growing. That free way of the freeway, they still raise an incredible amount of money. So it, 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 the reason I'm telling you this entire lesson is to bring it over to taxation is theft, okay, and to volunteering and to charity. A lot of people say, well, how would the poor people in the United States be supported if there was no if there was no taxation? How what, what welfare system would there be? There would be people volunteering it, okay. People give. People give money. And so here in El Paso, I can't believe it. They're building a whole new building for the Chabad. They raise so much money, not from membership fees, from people voluntarily giving them money. And so it's, uh, who knows? Maybe it's only 5% of the people, 2% of the people who, who give. And maybe they give tons of money. That's their business. That's great. That's it, it works out fine. It totally works out. No one is being forced to give anything. So when we, when we bring this over into the government side of things, the, the, the nation state side of things, it can work the same way. It can, it can really work the same way. You don't have to force Mark Zuckerberg and everybody. You don't have to try to, to threaten them and rob them and say, you must, you must pay this. You must pay. No, 
there shouldn't be that. It, it should be volunteering. It works. It works on, on a religious level, and I'm sure it would work on, on the uh, secular level here, uh, funding funding the government or funding uh, funding people who are less fortunate. All right. So, uh, yeah, I like Chabad. <laughs> so let's talk about conscientiousness. I've been uh, experiencing. And, 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 yes, if you guys got Bitcoin Meister, I knew I forgot to say something there. Or you can do a super chat and I'll, I will answer your I will answer your questions. All right. Conscientiousness is uh, very important to success. OK, uh, with Jordan Peterson has said that before. And he, he, a lot of people say, well, IQ is very important. To, and I'm sure IQ is important to success, too. But I'm going to tell you something, guys. Here in the Bitcoin world, I encounter a lot of really smart people. OK, online. Now, not all of them are not all of them can hold on to their Bitcoin. Apparently, not all of them are wealthy. And there seems to be a trend among among certain people in the Bitcoin space who aren't successful uh, financially. I mean, they can tell you the technical complexities of of the Bitcoin and the Lightning Network and the this and the that and the other. But when you try to set up a, an appointment with them, when when something is time sensitive where you're contacting some of these geniuses, okay, they're freaking geniuses, and, and you ask them a time-sensitive question, and they don't get back to you. And it's like, it's not just once, it's uh, many different times. It, it's like, it's a bad habit. They're not very conscientious, okay? They're not, they're not very responsible in that way. I mean, they can be geniuses. So this is a tip to everyone out there. Just get, don't be a flake. Don't be a flake. That's a huge part of success in being wealthy. Okay, sticking with the plan. Don't be a flake. Don't be a flake. Be on time. Answer people's questions. Be polite. So you could be a freaking genius, and you and you and and apparently you can't do some of those things, and you end up. I mean, I don't know what you end up doing. You don't end up with. You end up being a genius, but you might not end up with everything that you want in life. I'll, I'll tell you that. Uh, and you might be some Bitcoin expert, but you might not have that many Bitcoins. So. Yeah. Uh, all right. <laughs> Moving on. But, but what, what the takeaway from this is, guys, if, if you think you're not so smart or whatever, <laughs> be conscientious, be responsible, be reliable. Don't be a flake. And you're going to make it, dude. You're going to make it. OK, so it's not it's not all about genius level stuff here. All right. uh, and sometimes these genius these genius level guys. They're talking a great, great game, aren't they? How technically sophisticated they are, but they can't come to work on time. They're not going to have a freaking job. <laughs> Our invention said, do you think Bloomberg is actually Jewish or is he just, no, he's Jewish. No, he's Jewish. Or is he faking? No, he's Jewish. But I mean, he's born Jew. I mean, you can't, I don't know if he, I don't know if he participates in anything anymore, but he's Jewish. Um, Tom Steyer is not Jewish though. His mom is not Jewish, so he's not Jewish. He never was Jewish. I think Tom Steyer's dad was Jewish or something like that. But no, Michael Bloomberg is, is Jewish. I, I don't know what he does with the Jewish religion anymore. But um, All right, Don Cornelius. Cornelius sends two bucks. Thank you, man. Cash app is a scam. Dorsey can lick my... <laughs> I'm not going to say that word. Hey, dude, you know, he's... I don't I don't mess with the cash app stuff, stuff okay? I, I, I don't I, I can't critique that what he's doing over there. What I do like is that he talks about Bitcoin and that he's uh yeah, he's worked with the lightning network stuff. 
But I, so I am not one to judge Cash App. I don't know. A lot of people like salivate over it and worship it. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I never tried it out. <laughs> but thank you, Doc. Thank you, Don. I, I, and thank you for that comment. And we're going to go to Taval Dakrez in, in, in the cold north says, when you getting King of the Trolls back on? No, I'm never. He's never coming back on again. He's all he does is it's an infomercial. I gave him I let him on my show for 45 minutes back in the day. That was enough. That was good. That was a mistake probably, too. A lot of people warned me. You live and learn. But he was on my show once. He'll, no, he'll never be on again. There's no point. It's a, it's a big infomercial for Bcash. I don't do infomercials for people. People offer me money to do them infomercials. Uh, that, that's the thing. When you're a, uh, an influencer, when you're on Twitter, when you're on YouTube, people contact you all the time offering you money to talk about their coins. Okay, So no, I don't do that. And with him, he doesn't offer you, he doesn't offer you money. He's just like, hey, you got to let me on because you, you can't censor me. And you got to let the other side of the story out. No, we've let your – it's been two and a half years or whatever. We've been letting you tell your same – he says the same thing over and over and over again. And it works. <laughs> it works on the 80 percenters. He'll just say the same – I mean, you know what he says. I'm being uh, – fees are too high. It, uh, Bitcoin is too slow, even though that's not true. Uh, I'm being censored. Uh, you, you need to spend. You don't need to save. Uh, if you save, that's not real money. Uh, it's the same thing over and over. All right. So, no, he's never coming back on again. But if you, you check out the archives, you can watch and check out my – I brought the show back up again with the road to tr- the road to a trillion-dollar market cap. That was part of the bump on the road there. It was one of the bumps on the road, uh, the Bcash thing. Now, let's talk about uh, – last week someone asked me why I didn't run, why I took a day off. And no, I don't run. You cannot run every day. I take at least two days off a week. So Unfortunately, probably there's been time I've only taken one day off a week. But I got to get my 20 miles in, okay? You can get 20 miles in in five days. You can get 20 miles in in four days. Uh, but you can't run. If you run every single day of your you, – you need recovery. You need to let your body recover. Whatever exercise you're doing, you need you can't do it every single day. At least you can't do it intensely every single day. You need you need some re- recovery. Um, so again, I, I mentioned above today. I walked 12 miles, though I did not run today. Today was my day off of running. One of my days off of running, and I walked. I ended up walking 12 miles, but that's not like running, and it's not like doing what I'm doing tomorrow is interval training. My, my 70. My 15 uh, 70 yard sprints. Uh, and uh, all right, what else do we have here? Uh, I did the didn't run today, I said. Okay. Oh, and, le- and I also said, speaking of Bloomberg, who keeps seeing those ads? I, they're everywhere. They're everywhere. They just, every YouTube video, they're, they're popping up all over the place. They're popping up here, they're popping up there. That dude is spending a lot of darn money. A lot of darn money. I don't think he's buying – is he buying them on Facebook too? Because that's a total waste, as I said before. I don't think that that makes that much of a difference. But uh, they're like playing so often. All sorts of sites that they're jumping up. You hear him. He's cursing Trump or whatever he's doing. Who else is noticing that? It's He wants to be the mainstream Democrat uh, candidate, and he's got a chance because uh, maybe Biden will drop out. And I said this last week. He, he should be paying for Bernie right now. For Bernie to get rid of everyone, and then if it's only Bernie and him, well, people are going to have to think long and hard in the Democrat Party. 
are we a socialist party or are we are we are we communists and socialists or do we, or do we really want to steal from everyone this much or do we want to go back to you know where we don't want to destroy businessmen where being a billionaire isn't a criminal uh let's see what choice the, the, i still think the majority of democrats out there are not radical like that or not do not want to steal from everyone i mean maybe i'm naive about my fellow americans i i don't know but hey let them do what they want to do uh all right we got a lot of people talking in the chat no no questions good dorsey supports bitcoin yes he does he does support bitcoin jack dorsey supports bitcoin uh, I, I don't think jack dorsey knows a lot about you know what's going on at twitter so, at, at some points like he, he can't micromanage everything obviously it's a tremendous uh, company uh, but no, I, I don't think trust. I don't think Twitter should be. I, I disagree with some of the things that when they kick off people. But they're a private company and they do what they want to do. All right, we talked about uh, the someone the Bloomberg ads. All right, somebody also asked about what cooking oils do I use. I never use any cooking oils. Never, never. Don't use any. What you do is you cook the animal. You cook an animal up, a chicken, a, a beef, or whatever. It cooks in its own fat. It works great. And then you save the fat for something else for the next day for throwing something else in there that maybe doesn't have as much fat, you know. Uh, but, no, my my animals, I, I put them in the pan or I, I put them in the oven. They cook themselves, man. It's natural. It's natural stuff. You don't need to put in horrible canola oil and all this devilish stuff. Terrible, horrible for you. So, no, I don't use any cooking oils. Going back to the, the Chabad guys. Um. The, the rabbi in El Paso wanted me to mention a, a site. He's he's big in the charity and, and teaching kids to to uh, give charity when they're young. And uh, they come up with this uh, idea that they give them a little yellow ark like Noah's ark and you, you put a change in it. So they get used to giving charity. What's it called? Changeourworldforgood.com. I linked to it below. I told them I would mention it. Yeah, the, the, for me, it's all voluntary. I, I, I don't. If you want to give charity, give charity. This is something that uh, if you want to teach people about charity, check it out. You know, not everyone can afford charity. When I, I when I think about Owings Mills, Baltimore, I'm not saying it. The Baltimore has many uh, many chabads actually. So I'm mentioning a specific one. Most of you don't don't know where that is, but uh, again, the, probably the people who fund it. Most people are freeloading, as some would say, that they come to the high holiday services at the, at the Owens Mills JCC. There's nothing wrong with that. That's what I say here, too. Please, freeload. Freeload off of me. I love it. You don't have to contribute to this show at all. It's all volunteer. I do. I mean, I like it when you retweet me. That's great. That's free. And just like Chabad likes it when Jewish people just spread the word and do Jewish things and put on the tefillin and, and do this and the other. I like when you just spread the word about me. You don't have to give a thing to, to me. I don't need money at all. It, it all come. It all comes naturally. It all all the goodness comes to me. So I give this out for free. You you give it out for free too. You don't have to contribute. Just like the uh, the Chabad. All right. Pound that like button. So it's not really. I joke. I use that term freeload because. Stephen Molyneux says, don't be a freeloader. Give me money. I mean, that's what he says. He says that. Don't be a freeloader. Free I say be a freeloader. It's great. I don't care. Um, now, let's talk about Israel real quick. Uh, because they, someone asked me about the peace plan earlier this week. And, and the bottom line is the United States shouldn't have to make a peace plan. 
the two the two parties or multiple parties, the Arabs and the, and the Israelis, they should come about their own plan. They, do, they don't need the United States to inspire them. But hey, through the years, the United States thought it's necessary to, to give their opinion, whatever. Everybody thinks it's good to give their opinion. Give your opinion. But what it comes down to is, well, we're going we're gonna to see what it comes down to. First of all, I linked to below Ben Shapiro, the first 20 minutes of this show linked to below. He explains the history of the situation there. He does a great job, a really great job. So a part of this peace deal, uh, Israel has to give the Arabs part of Jerusalem. No, that, I didn't know about that part. That's a no-go. They, no, it's, it's Israel. Jerusalem is, is Israel. That, they sh that's nonsense. Um, Yaron Brook has a great show that I just watched today. It just came out today. It is also linked to the below. And I agree with him a lot on what he says about Israel. He also talks about the coronavirus. He is an expert on about the coronavirus. But when it, when it comes to Israel, he says, I mean, it's just the Arabs there in, uh, in Judea and Samaria and, and Gaza, they just have to uh, be Western. Stop killing. Stop doing this stuff. Just stop. Admit you're defeated. Your way has lost. That way has lost. That's the only way it's going to work. That's the only way there's going to be peace. Trump wants to give them $50 million or whatever, and they'll, they'll, they'll become capitalists. They don't want to become capitalists. They don't want to become Western. Where they, in, in, the, in the Trump uh, peace plan, it says the Arabs in, in that area, whatever they call them, for them to get their own state, they want to be productive uh, individuals, uh, trading and this, that. Where, when have they said that? When have they ever said that? When have they, as individuals, do they want to do that? They, as a people, individually, all, they're all going to have to make decisions and say, we want to be, we want a, a capitalist Western society, okay? And we want to trade with these people. We, 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 you know, want to be productive. We don't want to blow things up. We don't want to destroy. We don't want them not to exist because they're there. Israel is there. It's, there. it's not going anywhere. And the way it's set up now, and Scott Adams has brought this up now, Israel doesn't have to make any peace with them. Israel doesn't. Why? I mean, if, if Israel makes some fake peace with them and they still keep on doing it, they still keep on bombing. They still, what's the point? Israel's got a situation now with the security that they, most of it's very rare they get in to, to, the, to Israel to, to blow anything up. Okay. Now, I mean, there are, there are pains in the butts. Yes. The, the, the fire balloons they set in and then, um, you know the, the the random murders that they commit in uh, in certain uh, Jewish towns in in Judea and Samaria. That what that would take. Israel can stop that right now and just not let them in. Just totally say you can't come in here at all. Just stop it. Be more restrictive on them. Israel can keep on being more restrictive. They've won. They what they have to do is they have to. The Arabs are saying it's over. We're, we give up. We're not trying to destroy you anymore. We want to be trade. We want to trade. Here's our town. Your town's next to our town. Our, our country is a bunch of towns scattered with roads connecting it. We're not going to blow you up. Leave us alone. We're going to trade with you. That's it. We're capitalists. You're capitalists. You can do your religion over there. We'll do our religion over there, but we're not going to blow you up anymore. And that's it. And that, that's, that's the peace plan there. Because in the end of the day, if you think giving them a lot of money without them – but then still have a corrupt government that believes in the principles of non-Western ways. Well, they're just going to be corrupt with the money and the non-Western ways are going to continue. And it's just, they'll be funded a little bit longer. 
So Yaron Brook does a better job of, of explaining that to me, uh, explaining that. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I think, uh, and people, and, 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 and the same thing, the United States should just leave it, leave them alone. We shouldn't give anybody any money over there. That's it. Let them work out their, their home, the whole thing. Okay. Let them work it all out. Nobody should just let them work it out. That's it. They'll work it out. Either, I mean, they got the losers, the ones who've lost the war. I mean, either they surrender or they just keep them doing what they're doing and they their lives get worse and worse, okay? They're going to be totally walled out of being in a productive society because many of the people that – a lot of people who work uh, live – the Arabs that live in Judea and Samaria and Gaza, they want to trade. There's, there's some that want to trade who do rely on getting into um, – different parts of Israel that are hard to get into when they're bombing. Okay. There are people, they, they are some that are trying to run businesses, trying to get in, trying to do business with the Jews and everything like that. And they rely a lot on the Israelis. Okay. And it's, it's been a pain to have all these roadblocks and they don't want the, the, the bombing anymore. They don't, they don't want it. There are some that, that want that, but it's going to have to be everybody. It's, it's going to have to be a, a tremendous amount of people that, 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 that want this. So we, we shall see, we shall see how, how it goes on. Um, I think uh, Israel, obviously, this deal that's on the table, they would love it in a second. If it was all agreed to and, and they the Arabs stopped their bombing, it'd be great. The Israel would give them Jerusalem. Israel would give them whatever. The Eastern, it's Eastern Jerusalem. Give them this land. Give them that land. Give them whatever um, if they actually follow the rules. But I think Israel knows most likely that what's the change? Why are they going to surrender now? They haven't surrendered yet. They, I mean, it, it, it's – that, that, that's the way these things work. They have to give up their violent ways, their ways of just, just anti-Western ways and just get with the program or, or maybe move to Jordan. I don't know. <laughs> all, right, all right. So, uh, all right. Now, so coronavirus. Uh, Yaron Brook had a coronavirus on, uh, expert on from Johns Hopkins, actually, speaking of Baltimore, where I'm from. And it's it's linked to play. And this in the, it's a great video, the whole Iran Brook thing. It's linked to below. First part is about Israel, then it's about coronavirus. What, I mean, what else do you need, people, when you're talking beyond Bitcoin? But there's no need to panic about the coronavirus, okay? Um, it's Closing the borders would not work, okay? It's going to get through anyway. Um, if you put a lot of resources into closing the borders and, and you're, you're deflecting resources from places where it really matters, okay? Um if people got sick, actually, you want to like get the people sick better, uh, <laughs> get them better, okay? And that's where you would put your resources. And get, so closing the borders is creating an unnecessary uh, bureaucracy, an un unnecessary obstacle. The virus is going to get in no matter what. And apparently the virus is not that bad, okay? It is not that. It isn't getting exponentially. It's not exponentially growing or anything. The doomers are loving it, though. They are loving it. They, they are making a huge deal that, oh, this is the end. Finally, the end has come. We're all going to die and get sick. Um, here, here's my advice. I mean, you shouldn't even be worrying about what the government is doing with this because you know they're going to mess it up somehow. They're not going to do the best job uh, possible. I think they've, they've probably done an all right job so far. They haven't closed the borders or done – they haven't – I mean, if you sealed the borders to, with, with letting, no, letting no air traffic in all of a sudden to stop this disease when it can't even be stopped – I mean, that would kill more people in America, just the, the, the lack of uh, commerce going on. Okay, People will become sick that way. Uh, you, you want things that the, the financial costs would be horrible to people. Uh, but but so don't rely on the government, people. I want to say that. Don't rely on the government. Rely, this whole time, 
Now, this, your whole life, you should be making yourself a healthy person. You should be running. You should be in motion. You shouldn't be sitting on the couch every week putting a pizza in your pie hole watching the Ravens or the Packers or whoever. Because if you've been doing that and becoming fat and obese and, and sick, you're more, you're more prone to the flu, to whatever it is, okay, to relying on the government uh, to, 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 to save your butt when something kind of scary comes along, all right? There's flus every season. You can be a stronger person if you're just healthy and, and build up. Now, you might get, you might get the disease, a, a, a flu, but if you're, if you're healthier, you're going to be able to fight it all. So don't be a doomer and, and love it and think this is such a great – because there's same doomers who think it's going to be great, uh, that, oh, we, we're having a, a big tragedy. Finally, uh, a big disease is coming here. They're the, they're the first ones that drop dead anyway <laughs> or get sick. They won't drop – and let me just say this, this coronavirus is not, uh, it's not, it doesn't appear like it's going to be in a big epidemic, Spanish flu, 1918, whatever type of thing. Um, and there's, there's doomers just, they love to scream about, oh, the government should have done X, Y, and Z. It's a conspiracy. They, they made the disease themselves. It was the dudes worry about your own health and be in motion. Okay. Pound it. All right, so here's someone who wasn't paying attention closely last week. This is a tweet someone tweeted at me. Um, if, if you're listening to this at sportsmeister.com, uh, last week's podcast, I had a picture of me next to a grave that says Meister. And the reason that was the main picture is because on last week's show, I talked about how my, my family history – our last name used to be something uh, like Master Ovoy. And when my great, uh, great grandfather came to America, one of his sons became Meister and the others became Meister. You listen to the last week's show. So, of course, this is classic of Twitter. This is classic of Twitter. So somebody sees the picture of my podcast, okay, and is familiar with me, but he doesn't listen to the podcast, but he's going to comment on the tweet anyway without listening to the podcast. And this is, this is what the tweet said. Dude, they added an N in your dad's last name on the tombstone. What the heck? And he said it were WTH. So clearly, I mean, um, he didn't listen to the show because if he listened to the show, he'd see Meister and he would under he would he would understand that that's not my dad's tombstone. I'm standing by the picture of me is actually uh, quite a few years old. And it's, it's by my great-great-grandfather's uh, tomb. So it's, it says Meinster on it. Uh, Morris Meinster. And then in, he, in Yiddish, it says the le Master of Void, actually. So no. But, but interesting. Yeah, again, people, uh, you know, attention to detail. Can't you, you know, try to – I mean, th this is the thing with social media. So many people are so reactionary. Like this. They don't think. They don't think. They retweet things. They don't even know what they're retweeting. They comment on things. They don't even know what they're commenting on. All right, so he didn't he didn't comment on my actual podcast. Commented on a picture of me that was misinterpreted totally. All right, all right, and and, and it's, it's not just this guy's guilty of it. I mean, most of the people who watch this are just looking at my face and have more comments about my hair than actually what I'm saying. I mean, it's just hey, that's the way of YouTube. <laughs> that podcast though, people who actually listen to the podcast, those of you who listen to the podcast. Much more, you, you trend toward 20 percenters, much more so. Because you don't need fancy sets of graphics. You just want the pure information, which I respect a lot. And there are plenty of you here that, that, 
that are watching this right now that they want the information also. But so many people just, they have a real hard time paying attention when there's visuals. I don't know. They want fancy. Uh, they, they want to touch my hair. I don't know. <laughs> They're here and well, all right, pound it. So let us, uh, let's talk about, it. well, first of all, CNN is uh they're they're pretty envious of Zuckerberg here. What, what again? Mark Zuckerberg says Facebook will stand up for principles like free expression and encryption, even if it means facing a backlash. Okay, and then there's another headline uh, right next to it. Nancy Pelosi uh, calls for face calls Facebook a shameful company. All right, so. This article, it's not pro Zuckerberg, but he's trying to be normal here. I give this dude credit. This is the new approach, and I think it's going to piss off a lot of people. This is Mark Zuckerberg saying. But frankly, the old approach was pissing off a lot of people too. So let's try something different, Zuckerberg said in the Silicon Slopes Tech Summit in Utah on Friday. The Facebook co-founder and CEO said his company's aim for a long time was to not do anything that would be deemed as too offensive. But he is now changing that approach. That's good. In the face of what he deems uh, excessive censorship. Increasingly, we're getting called to censor a lot of different kinds of content that makes me really uncomfortable, Zuckerberg said, while acknowledging Facebook's responsibility to purge its platform of content related to terrorism, child exploitation, and incitement to violence. We're going to take down the content that's really harmful, but the line needs to be held at some point. Yeah. All right. So I respect that. If this dude is going to make a clear definition of what is acceptable and what is not acceptable, what is the line? And he's going to stick with it. That's great. I can, the way, the, what he's been saying lately, he's definitely, you could tell he's annoyed with the government telling him what to do. Like, well, you can't let that advertisement be here. I mean, they're, they're trying to micromanage his company. I mean, it's ridiculous. They have, no, they have no right to do so. He built that company. They're envious of him. Pelosi calls it, what did she call it? What was she, this woman says, called Facebook a shameful company. A shameful company, but they won't listen to her. But they don't give enough money to her campaign because she's she doesn't understand how it even works. She she actually thinks that's why she loses her, peop, her friend, uh, Clinton lost an election because she, of Zuckerberg, she thinks. She's that insane. And the funny thing is, is uh, what's his face is uh, posting stuff about Zuckerberg and Trump in bed together. Uh, I can't think of his name. The one that they uh, – the Hungarian that they come up with all the conspiracies about. Uh, Soros. Soros is ripping on – I mean Soros is just ripping on, 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 on Zuckerberg because he's not – He's not towing the uh, the liberal line. He's not, he's not supporting. He's not blindly supporting the candidates that Soros supports. So he rips on Zuckerberg. Great. I, I, I if Zuckerberg actually does this, if he takes a stand against these micro these people, have no business telling him what he has on his uh, uh, site. Then good for him. Good for him. And I I I, I Mark Zuckerberg is a genius. He built that company. Um, I don't really. I'm not a big fan of the site uh, for a lot of. It's it's based on 80 percenters, you know, showing off how great they are, whatever to their buddies. It's a big waste of time most of the time. But hey, if if he's gonna make it 
define what is acceptable there because this is the problem people have with these social media companies. You don't know when you're going to get kicked off. You don't know what you've, there are all these unwritten rules. He's going to write the rules down. Good, good. Now, again, I, I'm totally comfortable with being on YouTube that there are unwritten rules and I can be kicked off at any time. I, I realize that. I have no problem. They're a private company. They can do this. But people will respect Facebook more if they do that. And, and it, I think it will be good for Facebook if they actually have legitimate written rules that they uh, they abide by. Okay. Lance Robinson says, Bitcoin, my sir, I only watch your YouTube maybe once a week. The rest is podcast every day. Good. I get much more out of it out of it i even re-listen to it multiple times some days well thanks man and the only thing about uh i with the podcast i don't know if you could play them at 2x at all of the uh podcast locations i have no idea i've never tried it out there's like nine different places my podcast play at i do like with youtube and again when i when i watch ben shapiro or watch Yaron brook i'm not watching them i have no idea what they even look like half the darn time I, I, I've forgotten Ben Shapiro. I mentioned this on past show that Ben Shapiro wears a kippah. I forgot about it because I never even look at it. I don't need to look at Ben Shapiro. Who needs to look at Ben Shapiro? Seriously. Seriously. But the people who get such kicks out of looking at him and making fun of him and stuff, those people are trolls. I mean, whatever. But the good thing about YouTube is I can play everything at 2x so easy. So, yeah, I listen to uh, Ben Shapiro at 2x. Uh, that can be a little difficult sometimes. Sometimes you got you to slow him down to 1.75. But like someone like it's like Scott Adams, who oh my god, he talks so slow. Apparently, I like I only play him at two x. Like a couple of times, I've played it at one x for like a second. I'm like, oh my god, Scott Adams. I mean, what's the deal here, man? <laughs> Playing him at two x is fine though. It, it, it's just awesome. Uh, it'd be a, a complete waste of an hour to listen to that dude at one x though. Two x, you get him in a half hour. It's great. You get all the information. So that's what I, I love that about YouTube easily. And by the way, I noticed. Uh, What's the other one? BitChute. I started uploading. If you want to listen to BitChute, you can watch a BitChute. You play that 2X also. I've been putting random stuff there and people have been watching it. So good, good. But I appreciate the podcast support. It's been growing a lot. It's been great. It's been great. Very, very good. Very good stuff. Sportsmeister.com. Uh, let's see. We talked about Zuckerberg and drawing the line. Oh, so I stumbled upon Gerald Salente again who's a big doomer who always makes predictions that everything's going to end and it never ends. And then he sells newsletters about it. And you, you guys keep buying it over and not you guys, but people keep buying it over and over and over again. So I linked to a real short video and he is just screaming about the rich getting rich, richer. That's what his whole little two minute video is about the rich getting richer. Who cares? So what are you going to be a child and envious and throw a tantrum and say, Oh, it's unfair. They're getting rich. Or are you going to make yourself successful? Okay. So, by the way, uh, he, he's putting people in that mindset where they just are like – he knows he gets clicks that way by like blaming the rich, the rich get screaming about the rich getting richer, and just getting people in a doom hole where they're not productive. They're just throwing a fit about other people being productive. But the funny thing is is that with his doom, he actually is being productive. He's producing a doom product that all these suckers are buying and paying for. So he's getting richer too. So making him wealthier, guys, isn't solving your problem. Zuckerberg's still going to get wealthier while you make um, Salente wealthier. It's you who's not getting wealthier by just throwing a fit and buying a uh, buying a 
a know nothing uh, newsletter where you're not learning anything. You're just like hearing some old dude complain and make predictions and, and constantly getting those predictions wrong over and over, year after year. After year. Gold, gold, it's, we're gonna go gold, gold. How long, has Jero Salente been saying that as long as I've been alive? Gold, gold, yeah, good. But anyway, props to Gerald. He's got a legitimate business. He keeps getting richer, that's good for him. Um, just like the people he's complaining about. He, you know, they, They've got productive businesses also. Now, they're not based around doom, most of the people, but it, whatever, but it, it's, the doomers, you guys are the oil that makes that dude go, okay? So as long as you guys keep on existing, you keep on paying for his newsletter, he'll keep on the saying that envious stuff out there. Uh, my advice is to get out of the doom land and uh, get into something positive, be, in product, be productive, be in motion. Or you can throw money at Gerald Salente and think your problems are going to go away. Now, uh, this is where the big boys play. Make your choice, dudes. Um, but it, it's, not Gerard, it's not Gerald Salente's fault. If you're not productive, okay, it's not Gerald Salenti's fault. If you believe his nonsense and you're bankrupt, you take personal responsibility. It's a new counterculture. All right, Bitcoin systems versus goals. Um, I mentioned Scott Adams. He's the one who talks about systems versus goals. And although I do not agree with Scott Adams on many things, uh, in my Bitcoin life, I got to tell you, my system of Bitcoin. If you stick, you can have a goal. Now, I do have a goal. I have a goal of getting X amount of Bitcoin. I'm not going to tell you what that ni nice round number is, but I get, I get closer and closer and closer to it. Now, if I only had that goal and I didn't have a system, I would be trying out all sorts of different things to get that goal, which means I would probably be trading. And my system is just getting the crypto dividends. That's all it is. Getting the crypto dividends, uh, charging clients in Bitcoin. Uh, valuing my wealth in Bitcoin, doing a new show every day. So I'm learning more and more about Bitcoin, about, about new opportunities, connecting to new Bitcoiners. And, uh, you know, maybe they're going to pay me in Bitcoin for my services or whatever, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. My system does not include trading at all. But if I did not have a system, if I only had that goal, then I'd be, I would jump into the trading system. And then I would be further and further away from my goal. My system gets me closer and closer to the goal. But I don't, I don't worry about that goal. I know that I keep on doing the system. The Bitcoin will come. The crypto dividends come. I learn more and more about crypto dividends. I find out about more and more of them. And I know how to know when to sell the crypto. Again, the crypto dividends are free. Those of you not familiar, you own Bitcoin. You get their forks, their, uh, their airdrops. Those are crypto dividends. You get interest on your Bitcoin just by holding your Bitcoin. So that's how I... Oh, that's how I keep on getting more and more and more Bitcoin. I don't need to buy Bitcoin. That's not that's not part of my system. Buying Bitcoin is not part of my system of get of, of that. Again, you know my system. New show every day. Get the crypto dividends. Learn more about it. Learn, 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 et cetera, et cetera. But no, um, if I only had the gold, then I'd be trying out all sorts of nonsense. I'd be buying it. I'd be trading it. I'd be flipping it. Yeah, who knows? You see, that's why systems versus goals. Systems versus don't just have a blind goal. Create a system and stick with it. Conviction to the system. It pays off, dude. It pays off nice. Trust me on that one. All right. And we got two more topics here. Scott Adams, under one of his videos, he likes to talk about global warming. It's such noise to me. But this comment that someone left is a beautiful comment. It sums it up. 
There's actually three questions in regard to global warming. One, is it actually warming? So people get in huge arguments about that. Two, are we to blame? People get in huge arguments about that. Three, do we need the camera? <laughs> and the guy says, I think you answered the question. The right question is three. The right answer is no, I don't care. Pound that like button. All right, finally. Uh, so yeah, you, you won't waste any time that way. If you only care about number three, do you need to care? No, you don't. You move on with your life. You don't get in arguments about, well, is it really warming? And who warmed it? And what's going to happen? Uh, all right. Now, final question. With this uh, virus going around and all these doomers uh, scared of it, you know, it, it came from China and everything. But what's going to happen is places like Taiwan, which is not China. Well, it's the true Taiwan is actually the true China. That's the capitalist China. And Hong Kong uh, and other Asian countries nearby, Singapore, a lot of people are going to be scared to go to these uh, countries because of this Asian flu and prices. Great. And, and, and in Hong Kong, they're still having the protest. Great time to go to Hong Kong, guys, in terms of if I've said this before, a lot of people ask me, well, how do you travel around the world? And where's the first place I should go to? It's why not go to Hong Kong? It's the Airbnbs are getting cheaper. The flights are getting cheaper because people are scared. They're not, it's it's fine. Nothing to worry about. Go to Hong Kong. You won't get sick. You, Chinese aren't going to shoot you on the street. Just don't go to a protest. Uh, wash your hands. I mean, be healthy. So I, I, I think we're in, uh, I did look real fast. It looked like there were some cheap flights out there. But uh, the longer this uh, paranoia goes on and most so many people they don't know the difference between Asia and China. Okay, that China is in Asia. It's just like oh, all of Asia must be China. No difference between Singapore and China. Right? All right. So uh, that that means a lower lower cost. Take advantage of these situations, people. When other people are fearing, when there's nothing to fear, and prices are going, you, you go out there. Just like my Jayant Bandari said, he was in a four star hotel. This is before the. Uh, whatever this coronavirus thing came out. He's a four-star hotel in Hong Kong during the protest. He didn't see any protests, and he, it was so cheap for him to be there. All right, dudes, there you go. That is it. No more questions. That's another Beyond Bitcoin show. We do this every Saturday night. Thanks a lot, guys. Pound that like button. Bang the bell button. I'm Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, this Rock Meister, and I'm fixing my hair. For those of you who just want to touch it and feel it, put your hands through it now. I mean, most of you, you could probably tell me the way my hair looked today, more so than anything I just said. I hope it's not like that. I, I give you guys, my listeners, I give you more credit than that. I know I know some of you are paying attention. Some of you got the listening comprehension going on. Pound that like button. Subscribe to the channel. See you tomorrow. New show every day. Conviction. I'll say hi to you guys in the chat. Thanks a lot. Retweet it. Tech Vault. See you.